Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be taking more of your questions on Walt Disney World packages. Uh, we had so many questions last time that we decided we we're going to do a second show on it. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. And myself. I want to be counted in the experts. All right. So as I said last time, we did uh, Walt Disney World package question and answer. Um, very well received. People liked the fact that we went through and we had that format for getting some specific answers to your questions about Walt Disney World packages. We always get more questions than we can ever go through. So here's another set that I pulled out of our last batch of uh, questions. This... Um, for this batch, there's some that actually would probably apply to both a room only and a package vacation. It's more about staying on Disney property, um, not exactly package specific for every single question, but I think um, it's all very useful information that we can share with our listeners. So let's get started. And our first question is, what is the difference between a standard room and a preferred room? There's a word standard and a word preferred. That's the difference between the two. It's just the wording. Yeah. No, I'm only kidding. Tracy, tell us the difference. Um, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just so funny this morning, aren't we? We are. Um, So basically, it can mean different things at different resorts, but I would say typically what it means is it's referring to the location of the room. So a standard versus a preferred, a standard would be farther away. So booking a preferred location, somewhere like, um, you know, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, the places where the resorts are very large and spread out, booking preferred will get you closer to the main building, the main bus stops, things like that. So it's it's talking, yeah, and it's talking about proximity. Um, So not necessarily that the room itself is any different. It's just talking about the location of the room. Now, there's all kinds of subcategories when you're talking about room types. So, you know, some resorts may have a water view or they may have different things like that. We're not talking about that in this case. Standard and preferred, I would say nine times out of ten, it's referring to the location of your room. Maybe a pool a room close to the pool? Uh, yeah, in most resorts it would be like close to the main pool, you know, in a resort where it has multiple pools. Usually when you see pricing with Disney, either on their website or in a promotion, it's always the standard room. Yes. And the standard room is the quote-unquote lowest priced room that they're going to have out there. Preferred is more money. Right. It's always a little bit more cost. A little bit more per night, yeah. And they become, I think in some cases, they've become preferred because of how people travel. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think there are, t- there are some resorts where rooms are now preferred that I would never consider preferred before because they were so popular that people were booking yeah. them. So what happens is when somebody makes a reservation, they're often then requesting certain buildings or certain locations within. Because when you make a reservation, I can't book you a specific building or a specific room or a specific floor. Um, so people make requests. Requests are not guaranteed, but they ask. So Disney will start to see, oh, wait, people are, this happened over at Art of Animation in the family suites. You know, all of a sudden there might be, I think over there it's Nemo, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Nemo where people started requesting Nemo. It's like, oh, wait, people like Nemo. Right. Now let's charge an extra per night for Nemo. So this kind of happens throughout. You know, the All-Stars resorts have this, um, Pop Century. So, you know, it's, um, it's usually it's come from somewhere. Exactly. All right, moving on to our next question. Uh, when booking a Walt Disney World vacation and I asked for connecting rooms, 
Are connecting rooms guaranteed? Nope. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> you know, again, I so, think I think one of the things we want to get across to you is we would love to say to you. Yes, you have room 316 and now 318, and they're connecting, and they're right next to each other. Nothing would make us happier than to go to that level of doing that for you. This is just how Disney works. And it's not even just Disney, really, if you if yeah. you break it down and be fair. Like, you know, right now I'm staying at Universal. I can't ahead of time to Universal say, I would like to book rooms, such and such. Hotels just don't work the same way as cruise ships do, um, where you can book a specific room. They just don't. So you can book a category, you can make requests, but you're not guaranteed anything. With connecting rooms, uh, there is only one instance where we can guarantee connecting. And that is if you are a family of two adults with children and you don't fit into the occupancy of the room like say you want to stay at all stars where it's a maximum of four but you're five people so if you're two adults i also have a case i have some clients who want to stay at a resort that maybe would fit them for example you know maybe they stay at the grand floridian that could sleep all five of them but they don't want to they will separate if it's two parents one adult per room with their immediate children they will give us guaranteed connecting rooms we actually book um, the way they set it up. It's not something that we can do online. We have to call in. They set it up under one reservation number, two rooms. The only instance we can do that. If you're bringing grandma with you and you say, yeah, but it's just grandma, we all want to be, it doesn't count. It's a very specific set of circumstances. Because she's an adult in the room by herself. Exactly. So now there would be three adults. But if you're you know, two adults, if you're two adults and four kids and you want to stay at a deluxe resort, um, we can book, we can guarantee it that way. But generally speaking, you're traveling with another family. You've got grandma and grandpa next door. If you've got kids next door that are 19, 20, still can't guarantee it. We make the request. We make the request. We make the reservation. We call Disney. We add the request to the reservations. What happens is a couple days before you check in, the information from the reservation system downloads into the hotel or resort system. So at that time, those requests get moved in. The room assigner then sees the request and makes the room. Sometimes there's a miscommunication in that process as well. So we really tell you, and it's a standard, we will make the request. Disney doesn't guarantee requests. We will try our best. I think that's a good point. We see that happen quite a bit where our clients show up and say, I requested connecting rooms, but I got to the front desk and they told me there's no request for connecting rooms on my reservation. In the process from going from central reservations to the hotel level, that request got lost. That's not something we did. It's something Disney did. So always the first thing should be make sure that you're there, your requests are there. If they're not, ask again. Exactly. And that's what I tell people all the time. When you've made a request on your reservation, whether you check in online or whether you check in when you arrive – Shortly after you get there, you introduce yourself, you explain pleasantries or exchange them. The first thing I do is say, I made some room requests. Did you see them? Were my room requests met? Because at that point, you may have the opportunity to negotiate with the person checking you in to say, I was really hoping for this. Is there anything available? They could call down to inventory and see. Sometimes if I'm arriving earlier in the day, um, they think they're doing me a big favor by saying, hey, we got your room. You're early, but we got your room. room and in some clean, cases, right, right. I want a room. I don't care where it is. But I, if I'm specific about what I wanted, I may say to them, you know, I wouldn't mind waiting until check-in time if I could get what I requested. I would say that that's also true when you um, list dietary restrictions. I tell everybody I book a lot of – when I book ABD, I give the request, I give the information, and it's part of the request. But – 
I tell people, you know, make sure that when you arrive that they know because sometimes the information right. does not transfer from one place right. to another. It's easy to assume that it's all one system. Um, it makes sense. I understand why a client would assume that, um, but it's not. We're talking about completely different entities. So the central reservations where we're making your reservations is completely different than the resort level where th- what they're seeing. So it's just completely different, unfortunately. And not only can we not guarantee connecting, we can't even guarantee that the rooms would be near each other. Yeah. So it's not like if you're traveling with two or three different families, you're all traveling together. I can't guarantee that they're connecting. I can't guarantee they're side by side. I can't guarantee they're even in the same building or part of the resort. So, you know, those are things we cannot. And sometimes a client will say to me, well, I called Disney and they said that they could guarantee it. Uh, I'm sorry. Whoever you were speaking to just lied to you to get the sale. And I would also tell you that Disney is good about trying to meet your requests. Absolutely. Once you show up. Yeah, Yeah, it's the word guaranteed. You know, everybody from our end, when we're making the reservation, from the person checking you in, the room assigner, everybody wants to meet your requests. Um, so there's not an intent not to. It's just sometimes it's not possible. And sometimes, as we said, it gets lost in the in the movement of the information. Um, so just know if Disney says to you, oh, yeah, you'll definitely be in the same building if you book these rooms. No, I'm sorry. They can't because that person making the reservation they have no control over what's happening at resort level. Just because you think it's all Disney, there's multiple umbrellas in that whole thing. Absolutely. All right, moving on to our next question. If I am staying at a Walt Disney World resort, can I use a pool at another Walt Disney World resort? Okay. So this is something, <laughs> this is like this is this, like the refillable mug question. Yeah, it's the third rail of <laughs> it's one of those things that you're not going to win no matter what you say. <laughs> exactly. This is one of those things. So let me tell you. First of all, you may hear it called pool hopping. You know, can I pool hop? This is kind of the the slang phrase that's been used for this for years. Um, generally speaking, the answer is no. Just staying on Disney property does not automatically give you the right to use the pools of all Disney properties. And that is Disney policy. Yes, it this is. This is the policy Disney has set forth yeah. for their guests. This is not us saying you can't do it. It's not judging you and right. saying you shouldn't do it. It's just it's, what Disney Yeah, says. it's strictly just fact. You know? right. And if you think about it, if you were staying at the Beach Club or the Yacht Club because that pool is fantastic, um, would you like that people could book a cheaper room but still use your facilities. Now your pools become crowded. Um, And it's about crowd control for the most part as well. So typically the answer is no. There's a couple exceptions. It's even gotten to the point where they've put a fence around that pool and you have to have a wristband now to get in. Exactly. Room keys or 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 magic bands bands now. For sure. That's true. And so they're really taking um, certain pools that are extremely popular. They will like be checking as well. Though you might have to get. That's what I meant. Magic band. I said wristband. I apologize. Yeah. Um, so a couple exceptions, you know, at the all-star resorts, movies, music, sports, you could you could share those pools. Um, Port Orleans, Riverside, and French Quarter, you can share those pools. Um, again, there is a caveat to that. If it's peak times and they're busy, they may f- decline that. So they may, they may revoke that for a day or a week. So it's not always a guarantee, um, but generally speaking, between those resorts, you could. Um, another exception, if, if a resort is undergoing... Um, 
you know, ref- the pool is being refurbished. They may have made an alternate arrangement with another resort where they would transport you there to use their pool. So a couple exceptions. Another exception is Disney Vacation Club members. Um, Div- Disney Vacation Club members staying on points have a different set of rules. You'd want to check with member services as far as their guidelines and, and what they're allowing and not allowing. Absolutely. Uh, all right, moving on to our next question. I am staying at one Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. Can I eat at another resort hotel? No, they don't want you in their restaurants. They don't want you taking up their space. Okay. That's not true? Next question. Okay. <laughs> of course, you can eat wherever yeah. you want, wherever your heart desires. Yeah, and whether you're it's somewhere where you're making a reservation, this happens a lot. And I actually encourage it with a lot of my clients as well, especially over the holidays. It's a great way to see other resorts and how they're decorated. Um, you know, maybe make it, you know, a dinner reservation somewhere. Or if you're coming in on a day and you don't have a park ticket, um, making a reservation for a hotel where you're not staying could be a nice option. Coming in a day early for a cruise and not planning on visiting a park. There's multiple reasons. And sometimes you just want to check out a different counter mm-hmm. service. I say, yeah, I was, the other thing, too, is we're not limiting this to sit-down restaurants. You can go right. and you can do their food court mm-hmm. uh, or their poolside or anything like that. So feel free to go and try it all out. All right, moving on to our next question. Uh, I've purchased a Walt Disney World package. Can I get the tickets from that package early? Well, define early. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is one of those where the answer is yes, maybe, perhaps, maybe, I don't know. It's... (laughs) It's seriously like one of those questions because if I was to call up Disney Central Reservations right now and say my client is arriving two days early before their package starts and they'd like to get their tickets, Disney will tell me, no, it's not possible. However, it is something that's often in practice at um, gate level. So, you know, in the parks, um, I've done it myself where, you know, maybe my package starts on Sunday, but I've arrived Friday and I've got a couple nights room only for whatever reason. Whereas I've been able to go to guest services and say, I would like to use the tickets from my package and they can do something. It was easier and less confusing before Magic Bands because what you could do is, is have them separate your ticket from your package and they would give you a hard copy ticket. So it's a little bit different now. Uh, I also think what confuses people is people think their tickets are on their Magic Bands. And your ticket is not. Your magic band isn't holding your ticket. Your magic band is nothing but a vessel to reach the information in your My Disney Experience account. Your My Disney Experience account is where your tickets are stored and all of your information. So, I mean, I have probably 14 different magic bands. They all access the same information from my My Disney Experience account. So your tickets are not on your magic band. So you don't having your magic band and arriving at the park will not help you get those tickets. So early. Also, I want to point out, too, you saying specifically a park uh, ticket location. Right. And often guest services. Yeah, yeah. resorts. They, they I haven't had anybody have a look at resorts. I don't. Resorts are very limited to what they can do. So re- guest services at the parks. Um, and then some people have said that you can do it 10 days early. Some people have said three days early. But if you have a package and you're getting your tickets 10 days early, they expire 14 days after the first use. Yeah, then you're not it gets so convoluted. Um, three days is kind of the number that seems to populate the most. I have heard of people um, going to get their tickets and being told at the, at the window, no, that's not something we do, and having to get a manager involved. So it seems like it's something that's kind of 
done, but not really offic- an official mm-hmm. policy. Probably not every cast member is told how to do it. Right. And then the other thing that happens as well is if you're going and planning on getting your tickets three days early, you're not going to be able to book Fast Passes three days early because according to your My Disney Experience account, your ticket doesn't start until the day of your package. Right. So that's just why I say yes, maybe, perhaps, kind of. You know, it's one of those things where I would not guarantee 100% to a client that asked me to do that, that asked if they could do this. I would say this is how typically it works. I can't tell you what's going to happen when you get to that window because we I've not been able to come up with official policy in writing to say this is the policy. Also, I want to point out, too, I joked around about how early you want those tickets. Um, there's no way Disney's going to send you those tickets in the mail no. for you to physically hold on to before no, you that's arrive. Not and this is, again, a package reservation. We're not talking about individual tickets that you would use with, right. say, a room-only reservation or an off-site. That's completely different. This is tickets uh, linked to a package reservation that you've booked. Okay? Good. Done with that? As done as we can be. All right. Moving on. When do the Christmas decorations come out, get taken down at Walt Disney World? August and March. Up in August, down in March. Do you have an exact date? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> it just seems minute? like that. It seems like that, doesn't I was saying, it? I think you're it, joking, but I'm not sure yet. <laughs> it almost – because it seems like it's possible. Right. <laughs> because this year Halloween parties are starting in August. Like, right. It seems like it, cha- it used to be that we could, with fair certainty, say – after Thanksgiving, the Christmas decorations start to come out. The Christmas festivities start to happen. Um, and then usually, we used to always come around Jack- January 2nd or 3rd. And by then, each day you went, you could see that less and less. everything was gone. And by the 5th or 6th, it was, it was just back to not being Christmas. But when are the Christmas parties starting? Aren't they starting the beginning of November now? This year, yeah, this year yeah. it's right after the Halloween party ends. So right. it's like, yeah, yeah. like there's one night where you can go to both, yeah. right? No, I don't think there's one <laughs> Very, very scary Christmas holiday. (laughs) So I think Magic Kingdom would probably start, you know, and then I think throughout the month of November, things will start to appear. We don't have holiday events listed yet. We're still trying to get the summer events formalized. But I would say throughout the month of November, if you planned your trip for after Thanksgiving, the beginning of December, yeah, you'd, very be, good you'd be fairly safe then to assume it's in full swing. And I'm assuming they're also they're probably concerned about the uh, resorts. Yes. Because the parks tend to go a little bit earlier, but the resorts, yeah, I yeah. would say after Thanksgiving And then for I sure. think, I know last year, it seemed to me that they went right into the second week of January or It was or very longer. weird because it was a marathon. Right. People were saying during Marathon that the Christmas decorations were still up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember Pete complaining about that, saying yeah. you got to take these down already. So, you know, I don't know if this is a trend. I don't know if this is something they're they're trying. But if you're looking for guarantees, Thanksgiving yeah. did the first week of January. Yeah, I would say for sure. All right, moving on to our next question. What transfers are available from Sanford Airport and or the train station to Walt Disney World? Um, this is for folks who are looking to come in anything other than Orlando International Airport. Um, quite a few folks do fly into Sanford, and we'll go over. Uh, so what transportation would Disney have available to, for these folks? Disney has nothing. Right. Disney is offering Magical Express into uh, MCO, Orlando International um, that's it. There is no other option with Disney. Um, so outside of that, uh, we every once in a while come across clients who 
didn't realize this and booked Stanford. Um, but for the most part, we're letting people know up front that it is, you know, Orlando International that you're coming into for Magical Express. If you are flying into Sanford, you want to do the calculation. So I'm saving a little bit of money by flying into Sanford. Is it worth it now that I'm paying for transportation? Because it is farther out. I don't know geographically. Do you know where? It's an hour from Disney. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about a longer transfer time. Um, Orlando oh, Sanford Airport, I think, is actually the website, orlandosanfordairport.com. Um, they have a transportation section where it'll talk about some shuttles where you could pay. And these will be a per-person charge. You'd also want to look at maybe you know, maybe a taxi because you're paying per car. I didn't, don't know if Uber would service that area, that airport. Um, private, private transfers, transfers like FL tours well. or, or some of the others. Um, so you would be on your own for transportation. So you just want to make sure that you're factoring that into the cost of what you're saving by not using Orlando International. Yeah. Same same goes for the train station. Depending on what train station you're coming into, you know, if you're coming into like Kissimmee. This is a fairly remote train station. Uh, Kevin, you got to drop somebody off at Kissimmee. Were there taxis around? There were taxis. However, the Kissimmee train station is 10 by 20. Yeah. I mean, we're talking very, very, very small. And the difference is between going downtown, you are closer to Disney, and there there are taxis there. Okay. But – I didn't realize that they'd be sort of waiting there to take people somewhere else. Or do you think people called ahead for those? You know I dropped someone off. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't canvas the clientele? Uh, I, I just dropped somebody off. <laughs> you didn't go and get pamphlets? I didn't, didn't ask I any. Didn't, I didn't ask people what their travel plans were. You know, were. like if you go somewhere and there's, there's taxis lined up. This is not big up. enough to have a taxi stand. Oh, I guess that's what I was getting at. Was I did a, see a taxi. I don't know who called it or how long it was. Was the taxi or just someone painted their car that color? <laughs> it's just this ugly mustard-colored car driver. However, around. Kissimmee is fairly... Um, Cosmopolitan, so if you, and we do have taxi service out there, so you could get a taxi fairly quickly. And fast it is, 10, 15 minutes if you're not. I think the Amtrak station would probably be in Orlando. There's an Amtrak in Orlando, isn't there? Uh Um, And it's the same exact track. It's just 20 or 15 miles apart. Right. Right. However, that's a a bustling train station now. They've built a whole thing for it. So there's infrastructure there. There's easier. Let's not oversell it. It's not Grand Central. No, it's not Grand Central, but it's definitely, you'll find that you'll have an easier time getting transportation from there. And if you're flying in, I would also. and you're renting a car, I would check Tampa. Tampa is an hour away from Walt Disney World. And it doesn't seem to me to be as busy as MCO. So I've had um, friends fly into Tampa. There's also Melbourne, which is more of a regional airport. But you can fly into Melbourne or Daytona. Again, Walt Disney World does not offer transportation. So no. any of these other airports, only Orlando initial will get. You are get, O-Y-O. Really. With Magical Express. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our next question. How can I have something waiting for me in my room? Balloons, cake, decorations, etc. Yes. Oh, my turn? Yeah, your turn. I didn't look into this at all. (laughs) I thought, I'm going to leave this one for Tracy. Um, So... Generally speaking, I would say DisneyFloral.com. So Disney Floral is where you're going to – you can order celebrations. You can order um, flowers, um, different types of gifts. And you can order them yourself to have them there. Um, I know at one point 
early on in our relationship, Ben and I were going to Disney, and Chris had something delivered to us, a beautiful package. Early on in your relationship yeah. with Chris. Ben? No, with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that take to start? It took a while. We, did, we didn't bond right away. <laughs> I think we, I think he was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> He's still iffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still on the fence. Uh, but anyway, so somebody. My point is, somebody else could also have something delivered to you um, through DisneyFloral.com. Um, as far as cakes and stuff, that would be probably more um, depending on where you're staying and how easy that would. But there are. I can't think of. There's a cake line or something now, but it's there's a way to order a cake um, to be delivered. And depending on where you're staying, there'd be different numbers that you would call. I don't think you could do that through Disney Floral, but so there are ways. But again, these are all costs. So you know, Disney's not going to decorate decorate your room because it's your birthday. Um, right, right, right. So that, these, I think this is something that might be behind this question: is can I say something? Can I have my reservation right. noted? It's my birthday. Will they come in and will they decorate my room? No, you will have to pay for this. Right. As with all things Disney, you will have to pay yeah. for it. Um, there's other options for having things delivered to the resort. However, Disney will not allow them in your room. Right. So, you know, there are florists that you can call and have mm-hmm. something might be cheaper than Disney floral. But And there's probably some local companies. I know I can think of a couple over the years where they were almost like personal shoppers, yeah. almost where you could order something and have I don't it waiting want to at the resort. That specifically, because I do believe that Disney had cracked down on. Oh, those. okay. So I don't. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure about that, but I think Disney right. stopped them from doing a lot of that. But the only way to get anything in your room is through Disney DisneyFloral.com. Sounds good. Along the same lines, will Disney do anything for my birthday? <sighs> So They're going to is- throw a parade during the day. <laughs> There's going to be fireworks at night. Yep. It's going to be the best birthday ever. <laughs> so this is this is one of those things where I think, and I'm sure a lot of industries do this, but I think especially in travel, you always have to step outside yourself sometimes because for us, for my family, we we go to a restaurant on a birthday. We don't make a big deal out of it. We're not telling everybody it's my birthday and I'm not getting the free dessert. That's not our thing. So... When I have clients who want to note their birthdays, uh, sometimes the birthdays might have happened four months before the trip. But again, it's where you step outside your own personal views because everybody has different... I don't know their situation. I don't know why. You know, Maybe this is something where they, they really planned a long time for this. So it's very important to them. Um, but I always worry with managing expectations because while this is so important to you, you're probably one of about 14,000 people having their birthday at Disney that day. So there's not a standard. So I'm worried that people have read, oh, well, I heard so-and-so got you know this and this and this happened, and then it was my birthday and nothing happened. So I wouldn't want to set somebody up to be right, disappointed. Exactly, yeah. So I try to be very almost realist in this, in that – we note the reservation that it, you're celebrating a birthday or whatever else you're celebrating. Um, you know, you may or may not have something in the room where, you know, I've, I've had it before personally where I've had a card that was signed by Mickey and there was a couple balloons with the card. Um, but then I've also had it other times where there was nothing. Um, so there's different things that could or could not happen. We always note it. You can get a birthday button when you're here. Um, so, you know, during out the day, people, you know, will say happy birthday to you. People will say, well, what am I going to get when I wear the button? A lot Holes of well wishes. Shirt. Yeah, a lot Holes of well wishes, right? right. Um, and sometimes the button might get you something. Somebody somewhere along the way, 
you know, a cast member may. The last time I wore one was many years ago, and I got a, a six-day-old brownie. <laughs> at Casey's, at Casey's. I was there for that trip. Yeah, and you know, if, and I say that that we're not big on celebrating birthdays, but yet the last my last birthday, I happened to be in the Magic Kingdom on that day. I wore my birthday button, and it was my birthday that actual day. And I was in one of the restaurants, and they brought me a fruit slushie and said Happy Birthday. I would, you know, tell so, you if it's your birthday. Assume that your celebration is going to be internal as opposed to external. Right. Whatever your family, you know, now your family might book you a very nice uh, dinner somewhere. They might book you a fireworks cruise for your birthday. Assume that all celebration is going to be your or your loved one's responsibility. And it's not that, and I always hate when I'm replying to this and people are asking me because I know it's very important to them. And I never want to imply that I don't understand that. But at the same time, I don't want to set anybody up to be disappointed. And what happens is you sometimes you you know, you read reviews or you read other people's Uh trips and and X, Y, and Z happened on my birthday and then this happened and then this happened. You could go all day and nothing happened. And if you're waiting all day and expecting something to happen and it doesn't, then that's to me kind of worse than me giving you a little cloud of of reality before right. you go and say well, you hear about people who get nothing. magical moments right remember when people used to be able to go into the magic kingdom early and someone would be chosen to wake up tinkerbell yeah. and then it became blood sport to see who could get to exactly. wake up tinkerbell first <laughs> um so they stopped Logan's run to the tinker, tinkerbell tinkerbell now wakes up on her own <laughs> um it's one of those things that magic she wakes up on, she <laughs> she an alarm clock <laughs> we bought tinker and a magic alarm clock the minute everyone finds out that it happens and that expectation, yes. Disney pulls it back. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about the button is they write your name on it. They do. So I think for someone who might be younger or might not be aware, yeah. it's often very neat to be standing somewhere and have someone out of the blue say, happy birthday, Tracy. Right. Exactly. My favorite part was when I took my father on his birthday. <laughs> and he was, at one point he came and he goes, how does everybody know my name? <laughs> Oh, don't you know? It's Disney Magic. <laughs> so they just know your name. It's in your, in it's your magic hand. <laughs> he didn't understand the concept of his name written yeah. on the button. And sometimes with kids, too. I know I have families who they're bringing their kids. We're celebrating for Susie's birthday. And Susie's birthday was two months ago. So all day people are saying, happy birthday, Susie. And Susie's saying, it's not my birthday. <laughs> it's not going to get you to the head of the line. Right. Disney's not going to inconvenience everyone else in line because you're wearing a button that has... You know they don't ask for ID, so they're not proving it's your birthday. If they thought if you if everybody thought they could get to the head of the line, everybody would have their birthday every day. If you get to go to Disney for your birthday, it's very special. It honestly is. If this is something that you get to do, and whether it's your birthday today or whether it was your birthday two months ago, and this is when you could take the trip, it's very special. Um, you sound like Kathy Worley. Same like same no, thing for Adam. No, I'm joking. She no, says this all the time. But it's true. So it's very special. Enjoy it. Um, plan some special activities, wear the button, tell them on the reservation. I just would hate for somebody to be disappointed. This is going to sound harsh, but it's (laughs) exciting to you. Birthdays are celebrated at Disney every day. They will do their best to wish you, the cast members are wonderful about wishing you a happy birthday. And Expect you might get nothing a, more. You might get a little something. You might not. You might get, get a slushy. Brownie. Brownie. I had a slushy and it was very fresh, I have to say. So you think. <laughs> and then also, you know, in addition to the birthday buttons, there's anniversary buttons yep. and my first trip Graduation, right. Graduation button. buttons. Yeah. So yeah. feel free. Go to guest services. Go there and get your button and but wear it But enjoy that it makes you feel special. Right. And they will decorate your room, but you're going to pay for it. 
right? If you call ahead and have it done. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next question. We're not renting a car. Does Disney offer transfers to Universal? Disney does not want you taking one step foot off their property. They want you there every second of every day. They are not going to offer you transfers to another theme park. You can purchase them. Right. I have the information for that. Oh, I um, thought you were saying no. You can not through Disney. So Disney doesn't offer the transfers. You can't purchase these tickets through Disney. Universal offers a ticket with a transfer option that you can have picked up at Disney and be dropped off at Universal. Um, it's my understanding that if you go to the Universal website, you cannot find this. Um, you can find it on our website on the Diz. So if you go to universal.wdwinfo.com, you'll find it. Or if you click on the link from the top for Universal and then go to tickets, the first offer is the um, Universal ticket with round-trip transfers. You can get these for one or two days and for two parks. So a one-day two-park ticket with transfer is $203.42 for an adult, $198.41 for a child, and then going up to um, the three-park ticket now because of Volcano Bay, $343.82 for an adult, $333.82 for a child. And the nice thing about this is you can, you know, schedule it, and you can call them and say, I'm ready to be picked up here, and when can I get picked up there? So... It makes it a lot easier to add Universal to your Walt Disney World vacation for if sure. If you have questions about this, Dreams Unlimited Travel actually has an email address where you can write and ask questions. It's tickets at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Right. And we will answer all your ticket questions, including Walt Disney World, Universal, anything else. Um, do you something you wanted to say? I do. Yep. Um, I just wanted to say... Never mind. The question says we're not renting a car. But I was going to say, you could rent a car for a day. Yeah. So at the Alamo, um, the Walt Disney World Car Care Center, you could, if you wanted to, rent the car for the day and go over to Universal. But if you do that, then you're paying for not only for the rental, but you're paying to park at Universal. Exactly. So now, you know, you might back, be back to getting this ticket and using mm-hmm. the shuttle. And again, cabs are available. Uber's available now in park-to-parks for sure. You can have that. You know, all built into the price of your ticket. This, in my opinion, is the most convenient. You've got your mm-hmm. ticket. You've got your transfers. Let's go and use it, and let's extend our vacation that way. Um, all righty. And, of course, you know, these are limited. These are only two-day, uh, one- or two-day, two-park tickets. So if you wanted something more than that, you'd have to do something else. All right, we're going to move on. This will be our final question for this group of questions. Again, we always get quite a bit, and this is the amount that I've sort of taken aside. But we have more, so uh, we'll probably do another package question and answer in the future. Uh, Our final question, I want to stay at more than one resort on my vacation. How does that work? Tracy. (laughs) Kevin can take this one. Um, so basically <laughs> pay the money and stay at another resort. <laughs> so there's some logistics involved. So keep in mind this, if you want to stay at two resorts, um, and you're on a package, then you don't want to buy two different tickets for each of these packages. So, um, you know, a seven day ticket is going to be cheaper than buying a four and a three day ticket. So what I usually suggest is that people make the first reservation, uh, a package, 
And so this one, we're going to, you know, book you the resort that you wanted for the first part. We're going to book you tickets that will cover the entire length of your stay. So if altogether you're staying 10 nights, you know, we would book 10 day tickets on that package. If you want dining plan, we would book dining plan on that package as well. Um, And then your second, we can do a room only reservation. Or if you still want dining plan, we can do a room only and add dining plan to it. So that second reservation doesn't have tickets. So there is ways that we can do it. Um, it's always easier if you do the package first and you don't run into that problem on the previous question about trying to get your tickets early on a room only. Um, so we can do it. Now, you will have two completely different reservations. Yeah, I was going to say, let's. I want to make sure let's we make about, this very yes. clear. You can't go to Disney and say, okay, or come to Dreams Unlimited and say, listen, I want to go and say two different resorts and then get one reservation number, Correct. one confirmation number, one package, right. you actually have to physically book two. So yes, ahead, so sorry, you're, it's going to be two completely separate reservations. So when it comes time, for example, to book dining, uh, book your fast passes, you have two different start dates of when you can do that because you have two different check-in dates for two different packages. So you can link them both to your My Disney experience. They'll both be there. You could get two magic bands because each reservation would be entitled to a magic band, and the magic band would work throughout the trip, um, but there's just some logistics involved in doing that. Let's talk a little bit about how do I, how am I going to get my stuff between these resorts? Do I have to pull my luggage myself and walk down there's, International Drive or? Okay, so the first of all, I know I'm not from here, but I know International Drive is nowhere right, near Disney and the two resorts. <laughs> so if you're walking down International, I'm not good with directions. <laughs> I am not good with directions. So. Disney will move your stuff. Now, you have to pack it. (laughs) You bring it down to luggage services, and you tell them you're changing resorts. Now, I have had situations where I've heard from people say, I went to luggage services. They told me they don't do that. It's, one of, again, one of those things that's hard to plan ahead. We're dealing with central reservations. We're not dealing with resort level. Um, I have personally done it where I've changed resorts and I've had luggage services move my bags, it took a really long time for my bags to get there, like to the point where I thought they were lost. So I would say if it was me doing it again, I would just be grabbing a taxi from one resort to the other with my stuff uh, for ease. Some people will take their luggage on the bus and use and transfer that way. So, I mean, there are ways you can do it for free. The other people on the bus will dislike you. Yeah. <laughs> but I personally would do a taxi or an Uber just because I think it's more convenient. I go to the next resort. I've got all my stuff with me. You are checking out. So you have an 11 a.m. checkout time. Your next resort, the check-in may not be till 3 or 4, depending on where you're going. So you could have a lapse in between. Um, so it you'll, gets, have your, you'll have that second resort hold your luggage. Yeah. Give it to luggage services, yeah. say, I'm going to hold this, and then go off and play in a park. And your dining credits from the first reservation would expire on the end of that checkout day. Your dining credits on your next reservation start. So, so there's there's a little bit of logistics involved. It absolutely can be done. Um, and now we're talking about packages in this case. Obviously, if you were a room-only reservation, you know it wouldn't be as, as convoluted as that. But it can However, be done. However, I think if you're here for a limited amount of time and you're trying to make the most of your time, just choose up a part of one of your days. Yeah, this is definitely a personal choice that doesn't appeal to me. I it know people either. love it. Yeah. People talk about it all the time. Well, my last vacation, I stayed at three resorts. To me, it feels like I'm losing too much time yeah. moving and traveling. But I can tell people you the, love it. the reason we did it was because we couldn't afford to stay at the deluxe resort the entire stay, but wanted to experience it. So we started out the first you know, three or four nights at a value and then moved on to a different resort. So it was a way for us to stretch our budget. 
and to still be able to so you know it's for that and some people will do it because being close to the magic kingdom is important for part of the trip and then they'll be close to epcot and studios for another part so there's different reasons why people do it typically they want to experience different resorts for me it was a budget stretcher do you suggest staying at the budget resort before you go to the absolutely <laughs> there was no way that i could have you That's know when the other way yeah. wizard of oz right right right, right, right. yeah no i would personally i would <laughs> i am to me it it's would hard be to go back once moving up that. is a lot always easier than moving down <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else we want to know about changing resorts? Is there anything? Um, I thought I had something I wanted to say, and I can't think of it. But no. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Um, again, those are the questions that I've pulled out from this last batch of questions that folks sent us. So next time we'll do some more. Thank you guys for sending those questions in. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for participating and helping me answer these questions, especially because I thought International Drive was on Disney property. <laughs> Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>